Okay, people, we back. Welcome to a new episode of Echoes from the Boys. Ah, and um, yeah, we are really getting into that festive period, right? We are drawing close. Especially when, you know, the, the Olympic Committee are always about, oh, we're all about, you know, human rights and blah, blah, blah. So the fact that they were going to China, right, uh, when we know the Chinese have been doing a lot of bullshit to the poor um, Uga-her? Uga-her? 
I feel it's like, so you say, Uga her community, right? We've known this for fucking years now. But yeah, they gave him the Winter Olympics. I, it's another one of these weird kind of things where it's just like, we're against this. Oh, but we're going to let China have a pass, right? It, it's weird. It's weird. And so a good number of countries have come out and said, we're boycotting. We are boycotting the Winter Olympics. Now, hold on a second, right? Because when they say we're boycotting, what they mean is we're not sending any diplomats. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're not sending diplomats. Right? And you're like, wait, wh what? You know, so it's America, Australia, Britain. They're among um, uh, uh, some of the countries that have decided to do this. You know what I mean? But, yeah, you look at it and go, wait, what does that mean? <laughs> right? What does that mean? You know? Because, you know, Marcon has basically, I mean, he, he's, he said what it is, right? It's insignificant. Because you're still letting your athletes go. If this really was a thing, if you really cared, you would say, we ain't going, right? None of our athletes are attending. That's how you make a statement, right? If all these countries pulled their athletes, it'd be hard to hold this Olympics because you just wouldn't add the competition, you know what I mean? But that's not what they've done. It's not what they've done. It is a toothless fucking gesture. It means nothing. It is a gutless play. Right? It is super gutless. It was like when um, you know, Russia got caught for doping and then really tried to cover it up. Wouldn't supply evidence. Wouldn't you know, meet any of the um, criteria for the court case or anything like that. And instead of just going, yeah, we're banning, we're banning all Russian athletes, right? The the athletic committee, the IOC, were just like, oh, we're going to leave it up to individual sports because the IOC is a bunch of gutless cunts, right? They're all about the ching-ching rather than anything they claim to be. Right, they claim to be all up against you know human rights and fair play and all of this. No, they are not. They are not, and they have shown that time and time again. So yeah, this whole we're not sending diplomats. It's it, it's nothing because everyone wants to be in bed with China, right? For this, you know, it's crazy. We've seen it over the pandemic and all of that. Like, no one wants to call out China for their bullshit, right? China pirate Hollywood films, but then they dictate to Hollywood about, oh, we don't like you talking about Tibet. 
You know what I mean? It's, it's insane. It really is insane. But yeah, the insanity continues, people. And the Winter Olympics, yeah, it's just going to, it's not effective. It's business as usual because all these countries are gutless pieces of shit. <laughs> now, piggybacking the whole IOC Winter Olympic China situation on, it is interesting. Right, it is interesting because um, US Congress is trying to pass a bill at the moment. Well, they kind of signed it off and it's just up to Biden now to ratify it all. But they've just passed a, um, a bill, which means companies have to prove that their goods, which are made in China, haven't come from the Xinjiang region, right? Which is the region where the Ugaha um, community gets put into forced labor, right? So, um, yeah, it, it's this whole situation. And the crazy, well, there's a couple of crazy things because like big companies like Coke, Nike, Apple have complained because they've got factories in those regions, right? And look, we know Apple got called out a number of times, you know, like nets outside the building so people couldn't commit suicide and just all of this craziness. Now, they've said that that's not true and they put things in place. They weren't aware. I kind of believe that they might not have been aware at first, Right? But that then does say about the whole checking policy. You know what I mean? It's just like, come on, do better, right? Do better, motherfuckers. But also, the crazy thing is, the White House was against this shit. Like, Biden and his little cronies were against this law for a big chunk of time, which... Yeah, kind of go, what? <laughs> like, with everything that that office has been saying since coming into power, you would kind of feel that this was something they'd just be jumping all over. They'd be like, yeah, we bowed it, bowed it. Right? They're, you know, they're like, we, we support Black Lives Matter, we support this, but you don't support this? Right? It, it's a sibling of that. Yeah, I mean, then obviously they're not the same things, but if you support one, you kind of feel you'd support the other because it's about discrimination. It's about justice. So how could you be against it? <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it, it's so weird. It's so weird. But because... Congress was able to push it through. The Biden administration have been like, okay, we'll sign it. We will sign it. Now, it doesn't mean they actually will. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just saying something, as we've seen, doesn't mean it's going to become true. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I don't know. I, I will be very curious to know if they do do this. Now, 
you can also go, there's a little hypocrisy here because we know the US uses prison labor to um, produce items, right? Again, kind of slave labor because they're not getting paid or if they are, it's like, you know, a pittance. So, although you could go, eh, but it, they're, they're not in the same conditions as the Ugla Muslims. And yes, I would probably say that, but still slave labor. So there is that. And I, I imagine that that might be one of the reasons the Biden administration were kind of against it in the first place, especially as the old VP was part of putting all these people in jail, you know what I mean? And keeping them in jail for the labor. So it's just like, if you're signing something like this through, people may go, hold on a second, you know what I mean? So yeah, there is that, but yeah, it, it, it's just, it's just a little weird that people would be against this sort of law. You know what I mean? It's just a little weird. And firms would try and block it, right? They'd be like, yeah, we don't have an issue because we can show we don't do this shit, right? If you were so kind of like, yeah, obviously we don't do it. You wouldn't care it wouldn't affect you you know what i mean that's the big thing right why do you care you have said time and time again you don't use slave labor so surely you can clearly clearly prove it right makes you smell a lot of bullshit people it really does hey yo i gotta say right this this story made Oh my gosh, me just <laughs> like laugh, right? So Toto Wolf, right? And you think, who's Toto Wolf? He's the boss of Mercedes, right? Formula One team, Mercedes. He has, um, he has said that he could not guarantee Hamilton not quit Formula One. Right? I'm just like, wait, what? <laughs> I mean, it's insane. It's insane. You know? Um, yeah. He says, as a racer, his heart will say, I need to continue because he's at the peak of his game. But we have to overcome the pain that was caused upon him. I mean, a daily dialogue with him, but there is not a lot to talk about at the moment. Each of us copes in their own way with the feelings we have at the moment. <laughs> I just need to do the utmost I can to help him to overcome the feelings that he has in order for him to return strong with a love of the sport and trust in decision-making of the sport next year. Now, you like this all stems from the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, which, listen, I will say, that was some weird-ass shit, right? That was definitely 
some weird ass shit that went down. And I've heard some people say it was racism. It it wasn't racism. <laughs> like it was like what the fuck, man? It wasn't racism. It was weird as fuck. It was a weird decision, right? Let all the safety cars in between them go. It was like, what? But also, right, we have to look at a couple of things. Firstly, what, they, he was the four-time reigning champion. So, oh, you lost a year. Who fucking who, son? You're in the best fucking car. So, how the, like, the fact that it got to this, it got to the point where it went on the last race, and not just the last race, but a whole heap of factors, right, for the time and all of this, so there is that, there is that, secondly, how many weird decisions have gone in Mercedes' favour, a lot, right, there have been a lot of decisions that have gone the other way, the other teams have gone, what the fuck was that? Right? How the fuck do you give it to them over us? So the one decision goes against you, and now it's just like, oh, I may quit. It's just like, you fucking baby. You fucking baby. Right? You're in the best fucking car. You throw the so many tantrums. So many fucking tantrums. Like everything has to be about Lewis motherfucking Hamilton. And this isn't to say he's not talented. He's clearly talented. But he is also a fucking baby. He is a fucking baby. And the the fact that you are going, I might quit. I might quit. It's just, you know what? Quit. Right? It is like, you know, when you're dating someone and they're like, oh, you know, I might, you know, something goes against them. And it's like, I might, I don't think this relationship is, is working. I think we might split up. And then they're like, uh, no, actually, I, I, no, I was only just saying that because I was emotional. It's just like, ugh, just fucking quit. Quit, Hamilton, if that's how you feel. If it's, oh, it's so bad, so bad, fucking quit. You're a baby. You're a fucking baby, and it is pathetic. You know what I mean? Listen, Verstappen... You know, they they changed their tyres. They were in a better decision. It, it's simple as that, right? It's not like Red Bull were the ones that got the governing body to do what they did, right? It, it's That's not how it works. Something happened. The rule went against you. Just, just lap it up, right? And I would say, yeah, listen... That was fucked up. 
what happened in the last race was fucked up. So we'll see. We will see in the 2022 season who's the better driver. I guarantee I'm taking it next year. If I, that's what I would be if I was Hamilton. I'd be like, yo, we we will see next year, right? Now we're gonna talk with Formula One. We're gonna get all the drivers together and iron out these rules because this kind of shit can't happen. So once we've done all of that, we'll see who wins next year, shall we? Shall we? That's what should be said. Not I'm gonna throw my fucking dummy out the pram, you fucking baby Lewis Hamilton. Okay, so hey. I wasn't sure what the fuck was happening with this whole situation because I kind of thought it was done, right? Because remember the the whole Jussie Smollett situation where he claimed he was attacked and then we found he's a lying piece of shit, (laughs) right? Which is, I mean, you, you thought something was all right because it never... It it, it, it it just felt so weird, right? It was just the whole way he told that story. He kept the noose on while the police came. Because I can tell you this. If someone puts a noose around my neck, I'm taking it off ASAP, right? You're not keeping it on. You're just not, right? So just... All of that, the fact he kept the noose on and just ugh, all this weirdness, right? And then you find out he paid these brothers and all of that. And then they try to claim, oh no, that is a jealous, they were jealous boyfriends. He was actually fucking them both, and they're just jealous and blah blah. It's the story changed so much, so much, but he, um, yeah, it went back to court, right, went back to court, and he got found guilty, he got found guilty of five counts of disorderly contact, and they're saying each count could give him three years in prison, right, but they're also saying because it's a first offence, he might get a lighter sentence, or just probation, I kind of feel, no, right, you lied, and you lied about something as insane as this, right, the the fact that you claimed a hate crime, you claimed a hate crime, and you were like, oh, it's all about Trump, and all of this, and the Proud Boys, and blah, 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 Right, you try to blame it on a person, right, and, and the situation, and all because you wanted to try and get more money from your fucking contract, right? Just to think that this would give him more money for empire like empire, was it empire or power, one of the two, but just to think that this would be the bargaining chip, right, is insane, that in itself is insane, but 
yeah, th this isn't just a simple lie. This is so incendiary. It is crazy. It is crazy. And also, he still won't admit. <laughs> He's still trying to stick to the lie. You know, the story has changed. Right? They tried to add new nuance and layers to the whole thing. It's dirty. It is so fucking dirty, man. You know what I mean? It, it stinks. And, right, as the Chicago Peace, who was so pissed, right, because they sued him. And, uh, yeah, because you just think, they put so many man hours into trying to solve this case, which could have been used to stop other hate crimes. You know what I mean? That's the thing. That's one of the things going into all of this. It's not just a simple, oh, he lied. No, it is so much more. Like, so much more. And it also detracts from other people. Right, because the next person, if this kind of thing actually happened to someone, and they came and they were like, "Ugh, is this motherfucker pulling a smollett?" Right, it is going to create doubt into the next person trying to put through an actual fucking claim. So, yeah, Jesse Smollett is a dirty piece of shit. And frankly, whatever comes his way, it's motherfucking justified, man. If he gets the full, so um, what would that, 15, 15 years? Is that 15? Right, so, uh, so five counts, three years a count. So two is six, four is 12. Yeah, 15. Whew. <laughs> All right, yeah, fuck you, man. Max isn't my hot point, all right? Yeah, I'd give him the full 15 and go, that will learn you, you dirty piece of shit, all right? But the court systems is so weird. It's so, who knows? But um, yeah, it'll be interesting when um, yeah, the sentencing actually happens. But people, that's the news. Let's move on to some pink. Something a little more light. Yo, so I was really interested about this one, right? Now, I wasn't a fan of Jupiter Ascending. You know what I mean? Like, I thought production-wise it looked good. It was just the story. The story got just kind of predictable kind of predictable, but I do like a lot of stuff Miller's done, a lot of, it's probably more the older stuff, but he is a good writer, you know what I mean, so I'll always give something a look, I might not like it, but I'll give it a look, you feel me, so um, yeah, when Super Crooks, right, finally came, which did catch me off guard, because I was a bit, I knew it was coming, but then I'd kind of forgotten, and so, yeah, it, it just came on to next, 
And um, yeah, it's an interesting one, right? So it hit at the end of November, 13 episodes, and it's anime, right? So it was um, written by Dei Sato. Um, it's directed by Motorubu Hori. Yeah, and it is based on the comic book that Miller did with Lenore Francis Yu. Uh, and I have to say, Yu's, whew, his art is so damn good. So damn good, you know what I mean? But I never checked out the comic book. Just as a lot of Miller's stuff at one point got mad late. Mad late. So it was just like, eh, you know what? Nah. I'm, I'm, I'm cool. Now, the thing about this, so the comic book series is four issues. And, um, you know, this is 13 episodes. So you're like, huh, how did they make that happen? Well, simple. Because the first nine episodes are actually a prequel to then what happens in the comic book. Which, like, huh, interesting. And Miller actually wrote the backstory for them to create those early nine. And you did designs of the characters as they might look younger in life. Which I thought was an interesting one, rather than, you know, in the creators just be like, all right, well, we know what they look like old. This is what we figured they'd look like young. But no, you did those designs, which um, were utilized. So, yeah, I thought that was interesting. All right, so we've got Johnny Bolt, and he's voiced by Jonas Scott. And there, there is the, the, uh, the Japanese um, voice artist as well, but... I listen to it in English. So, yeah, I'm going to give you the English ones. We have his on-off-again girlfriend, Casey. She's voiced by Abby Trott. Uh, Christopher Matz is voiced by... Hmm. Hiroshi Yanaka. Carmine... AKA The Heat is voiced by Doug Stone. Uh, Gladiator is voiced by a Bo Billingas. We have Josh, AKA The Ghost. He is Bill Butts. Salamander is Hiyasu Egoa. TK McCabe is Bill Rogers. Sammy Diesel is Ben uh, Provosky. His brother, Ro Roddy Diesel, is Bruno Oliver. Praetorian was a DC Douglas. And Forecast is Zero. Zero Robinson? Or is that Z? Yeah. No, sorry. Zeno Robinson. I was like, oh, man. That's a, calling your kids zero, it's a little tough, right? Because you know they're going to get roasted with that shit. <laughs> but um, yes, so that's that. 
And the gist is this, one last heist. That's what they all say, right? Just one final score and everyone can retire and take up fishing. Thing is, the jails are filled with supervillains who thought the same thing and got busted. But the heat's in a jam. He's run up the kind of gambling debt that if he can't pay it back in cash, will be paid in blood. Nobody wants to see the most beloved super crook of all time rubbed out by the mob, especially his biggest fan, Johnny Bolt. And Johnny's got a plan to help the heat and make all his buddies dis all his buddies disgruntingly rich at the same time. Unfortunately for Johnny's recruits, they have to head to Spain and rob the world's most notorious supervillain blind. And that's where things get tricky. Actually, that's the uh, that's the comic book plot. <laughs> Sweet, IMDB put that up. Yeah, that's the comic book plot. But it's kind of the plot for the last four episodes. So 10, 11, 12, and 13. The, the beginning... Um, yeah, in the beginning, we, we, you know, we see the genesis of it all, right? We see Johnny as a kid who wants to be Electro Boy, but that doesn't go very well. And then, you know, we, the, the next lot of episodes, we're essentially seeing, you know, all the crooks come together and try and pull off different heists, right, that don't always work out and it's fine but i don't know a lot it's a, it's an odd series right it's very it's an odd series like i hated i i hated the opening and end credits the music was just infuriating oh so infuriating um, but, like, the, the one thing I found, a lot of episodes kind of just end, but end in weird places that it's not overly, um, compelling to draw you back. Like, if you are on the fence with that episode, you're essentially, you could easily be like, you know what, nah, there's nothing me pulling me to the next. I don't care, right? Which I thought was an is an odd one. Now I I don't feel you necessarily have to end with a cliffhanger. You don't have to do that, but make it compelling. Make someone want the next, right? Want the next. There should be that pull factor, and I didn't really feel there was a factor here we have um you know there's a lot of things like in the first episode where we see you know a young johnny bolt the shit that goes down you're just like wait everyone knows what water and electricity like that's not everyone knows that shit right because as a kid like the parents be like yo don't play with shit by what, like, don't do that shit, right, so the, the big, you're just like, huh, 
What? Nah, no one's doing. That's just dumb. He said that, like, there was a lot of stuff that happened where you're just like, but you've known not to do that. Like, that's, it, it, it's not so much something you'd be like, ah, well, I mean, that's an easy mistake to make, but it's just like, no one would do that shit, right? That's just dumb. It, it, like, you get mistakes, but there's certain things that you just be like, I don't believe anyone is, is stupid enough to do that shit. Especially when, you know what I mean? They'd be like, ah, I'm, I'm sappy, man. I'm sappy with this shit. You feel me? I know this. I'm getting down with this. If you're meant to believe that by someone, you'd just be like, I, I don't. I don't know if I'd buy someone who would do that shit. You know what I mean? You're just you're scratching your head. Right? There's points when they're doing heists. But with their faces visible, and you're like, what why would you do that? <laughs> why are you putting yourself on blast like that? That's some stupid ass shit. That's real dumb. You know? Then you see them get cornered. Well, not even cornered, but they just don't run off. And you're like, I, I'm, I'm a little bit. One thing that really it is Johnny Bolt calls Cassie Honey Bear, and ugh, I mean, I hate these stupid terms of endearment. You know, I mean, the ones that just come up. They, they sound generic or they just sound forced and just it's honey bear. Ugh, it just sounded so forced every fucking time. Just wanted to slap old Johnny around the head and be like, yo, shut the fuck up, man. Shut up. But <laughs> I mean, that's just me being cranky, I guess. I, I, I will admit, that's just nitpicking like a motherfucker. I know, I know people, but yeah, there, there's like there's some bits of it that I was like, yeah, I enjoyed that, but then there's others that it was just, just got a little crazy, and we get these time jumps, but with no real indication, pro, like clear indication of time jumps, other than you're just like, wait. Hmm, what's happening here? Like, after the first, as I said, look, the first episode, we've got Johnny Bolt as a little kid. Second episode, he's an adult. But at first, you're like, who this? You know what I mean? You're like, oh, is this another guy with electric powers? Because that's not out of the realm of, uh, you know, in a impossibility, right? Hmm, I don't think that's a word. But, you know what I mean? You, you wouldn't be like, that could never... No. So, at first, yeah, you're like, is, is this a new character? And then, does that phone you realise, oh, okay, he's an adult now. But, it, yeah, it's not overly clear. And, hey, I know, right, there's been shows like that. I know people... People complained about The Witcher and Alter Carbon with some of their time jumps and, and, and you know, the storytelling. But 
I always followed that. I always thought it was pretty clear what was happening. In this, it, it often just felt random, right? It, it's when we get to episode 10. Yeah, episode 10, where it's now following the comic book. You don't realize for a good while that we've jumped in time. You know, because where episode 9 finishes off, right, when episode 10 starts, you're like, yeah, that kind of fits. But then you work out, oh, 10 years have gone by? But it's just like, you would never fucking know. It's not clear. It, it's just, yeah, it's it's weird like that. Right? It, it's just weird. We see people do, and we're seeing people do things, which you'd be like, why would you do that? What that? Huh? Like, ugh, there, there's this just irritating thing in episode nine with a character, and he and he, he does this thing, but you're just like, whoa. Even if Homie was asleep, you you'd hear the voices. You know the voice. Like that was you'd know the voice. Why would you? No, no, I don't buy it. Then in episode 10, the whole Carmine situation, you're like, what? <laughs> you know, we got Carmine in all the, uh, you know, previous nine episodes. And like, oh, I've got a plan. I've thought about this plan. And yeah, and, you know, meant to be all meticulous with all of this shit. But then we have just this stupid, stupid thing that goes down that you're just like, what? Because you, you firstly, why that casino? Secondly, you know when to cash out, right? You, you know when to, like, the only way that works is if. You mean it was literally there was nothing you that that was the only way to do a thing, right? That's the only viable reason. Otherwise, it's just nah, man. You'd have cashed a lot sooner. That's some dumb shit, right? So you know that was just it was just weird after seeing everything else. You know, I mean to get to that point, you're just like, but huh? How is that? Then you, you like a lot of the times you have characters be like, I'm not going to do this, right? It has to be solid for me to do it. And then they agree, which is like, yeah, we know they're going to agree in the end. But it was just like, nothing really changed with the fucking plan. <laughs> you know, there, there's nothing about the plan where you're like, okay, that's solid now. You know, but it's just all of a sudden like, okay, I'm in. And you're like, what changed? Like nothing changed. What the fuck are you talking? Like a one second ago, you were all adamant, mad adamant that nah, I can't do this shit, man. You know what I mean? It's a it's a um lethal weapon. I'm too old for this shit. You know what I mean? But then it's just like, ah, okay, okay, let's go, let's go. You know, say what now. I will say, 
The last four episodes were probably the stronger out, the strongest out of everything. I thought that story, it wasn't bad. Like there were parts of it where you just like, what? You mean, especially when someone has run into people, you're like, nah, there's no way they would just fool so fool this person by just putting on suits and shit like like that's not happening and if you're running this casino wouldn't you have a you mean a, a system that kind of tracked all supervillains right that would be this character you think that's what so yeah it, mm, there, there was these things that you're just like, oh, I mean, that's odd. That's odd. I don't know. But you're like, all right, fine, fine. But yeah, the last four were probably the, the better ones. And, you know, it wasn't a bad ending. It wasn't a bad ending as such. But the, the, I think one of the things about it as well, because we see, is it the circle? I think it's a circle, right? That's from Jupiter's Ascending. We see them in it, and where Jupiter ascending, it was all falling apart, and there's dissension, and it was all in this. It's not that, so it's just like, okay, where does this fit? I'm not sure where this fits in consideration to what we saw with that. So there is that. Now, I don't know if there'll be a season two. I'm not really that. I don't feel compelled to watch a season two. I didn't finish this be like, oh man, I cannot wait for season two. But one interesting thing I did see that they are talking about a live action version of this, which is, hmm, I, I kind of feel I might be more interested in that yeah, I, I mean, I didn't love the animation, right? But it was, it looked like um, Cowboy Bebop, the animated, the you know, the cartoon anime, the anime of Cowboy Bebop. Kind of reminded me of that style-wise, you know? But yeah, I, I, I didn't love the animation. Like, it wasn't terrible, it's just not necessarily a style that I'm about. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, no. It was drawn well. You know what I mean? It was animated well. It was just that style. Eh, I, I'm not necessarily like, yeah, that, that's the one I love. But, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, like if you like a lot of anime... Because it does, it did feel anime-like. I mean, it did kind of fit into that, that kind of sensibility, right? So if you enjoy anime, I kind of feel this might work for you more, right? Because the anime that I like, this isn't like that. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I feel there's that disconnect for me in that. And then just, as I said, some of the things with the story that didn't really work. You know, especially like the Diesel Brothers. 
I'm just a bit like, oh, what the fuck? You know, that power is, you know, it's just a bit like, hey, okay, fine, all right. And then, you know, we have some sex scenes and all of that that all just felt a bit odd and not needed, you know? But yeah, if you if you're an anime fan, and if you're a fan of Miller's work, like if you really like Jupiter Ascending, if you've liked a lot of his new comic book series, then I think this will be fine with you. I, I you know what I mean? I, I think if, if you if you dig all of that, then this will work. This you will enjoy the ride, right? You will enjoy the ride. But it's on Netflix, so you can watch it whatever the fuck you want, people. So, yeah, Super Crooks. Hmm. Maybe it will rob your heart, or maybe it will leave you on ice. Who knows? Well, 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 people, I had been waiting for this for so long. For so long. Yes, 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 people, I have just finished a little hatred. Little hatred. Uh, for those that know, it is book one of An Age of Madness by Joe Abercrombie. And like a lot of Abercrombie stuff, it is read by the great Stephen Pacey. So, yeah, this is the start of a new trilogy like all the others, set in the first law world. And, uh, yeah, when this book dropped, I was like, ooh, okay, all right. Because it, it came out 2019. But, you know what I mean, I always want to wait until something is finished. So book three, as book three was just about to drop, I was like, you know what, it's been a long last time. So I went back and redid all the books, which I think this might be the third time, right? Great books. Still thoroughly enjoyed them. Thoroughly enjoyed them. But yeah, it was a good thing, I feel, because it just kind of reestablished a few. I'd forgotten a lot of stuff. Forgotten a lot of stuff. So yeah. Very excited to um, get back into that world and see what happens, right? Because, you know, with, like with all the new books that came, I think some books there was, it was a pretty, I'd say the timeline is smaller, right? In between. But some books, there is a significant time jump. Right. Sometimes we still have familiar characters, but at different stages of their life. So it's always interesting. It makes sense. And it's always curious to see where the characters are at this point. So, yeah, that was a thing. And I just remember reading the synopsis and thinking, oh, OK, so man. We've got some real changes here. And so this is book one, right? The chimneys of industry rise over Adua. And the world seethes with new opportunities. 
good old scores run deep as ever. On the blood-soaked borders of Angland, Leo Dan Brook struggles to win fame on the battlefield and defeat the marauding armies of Stour Nightfall, who hopes to help. Wait, he hopes for help from the crown, but King Giselle's son, the feckless prince, also is a man who specializes in disappointments. Savian, Savine Dan Galocta, socialite, investor, and daughter of the most feared man in the union, plans to claw her way to the top of the slag heap of society by any means necessary. But the slums boil over with a rage that all the money in the world cannot control. The age of machine drawn dawns, but the age of magic refuses to die. With the help of the mad human woman, Izern Ilfali, Riker struggles to control the blessing or the curse of the long eye. Glimpsing the future is one thing, but with the guiding hand of the first of the magi still pulling the strings, changing it will be quite another. So as you can see from that, right, there are not familiar characters, but links to, right? Links to, like Leo Van Brock, you know, we, we were dealing with his dad. Um, I forget his first name, right? Who was in the first trilogy. You know, we've got uh, Ricky, who is the dogman's daughter, right? Isern. Hey, she's the daughter of the, the crazy hillman, you know what I mean, who, who was all singing and uh, Logan had situations with in the first trilogy and then some of the standalone books, right? Savine Dan Van Glockter, hey, we know that, right? Prince also. So we got relatives of some of our favourite characters from the first one. So, but it was just like, oh, how will this sit? You know, I mean, like, am I going to gel with this? You know, and, and the thing is, right, with all the books that we've had so far in this world, it's all been compelling. There's not been characters that you're like, Ugh, I don't like that character. Or, man, that character doesn't live up to, you know, the things we've seen. But, hey, you, you wonder, though. You wonder. Like, will, will this coalesce? Am I going to enjoy this as much? And fuck, people! Whew! This was great. I really enjoyed this book. I really did. Like, it all makes sense. The introduction of these new characters, yo, Abercrombie does it in such a great way. It just seems effortless, you know? And... This whole thing of changing that setting, right, of bringing it into the industrial age, oh man, it, it worked so well, right? Because I remember I I read um 
I think it's Brandon Sanderson's Mistborn books. I think he was the Mistborn. I may be wrong. I may be wrong, people. But, um, yeah, I, I can't quite remember. I think it was him. Um, yeah, it, it was Brandon Sanderson, right? And he did the uh, Something Alloy book. Right, there was the first trilogy, and then there was this something. I, I forget what it was called, but that was the book where you know, again, they were. It was coming into the industrial age, but it all felt a little for me because I know those books are mad popular, but I didn't enjoy it as much as I did the original trilogy, you know, and even the original trilogy kind of. Uh, it, 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 well, it didn't feel as consistent for me, right? But this, with this industrial age and the introduction of things like trains and, you know, all manner of things, and, and you get little hints of things like cars and stuff like that, it works so well because it doesn't feel like he's trying to shoehorn the story into this thing. Right, be like, oh, I, I, I need to, I, I, I need to do this. So I'm gonna. Uh, no, it, it just has this natural flow. Has this natural flow. It works pretty well with the story and the characters, which was a charm. Was a charm, people. And then you have just the motivations and everything like that. You know, like. Abercrombie, he, he has this way with characters, right? So you have characters who have this um, untapped potential or think a little bit too highly of themselves, right? A little sarcastic, a little dour, right? Serious. But it, it all feels right. It, it doesn't feel like, oh, man, this is a bit forced or... This character feels like that character. No, everyone feels unique to themselves. Feels unique to themselves. And and it works. And even when we meet old characters, there are a few old characters that show up, people. I'm not going to tell you who. You're going to read it and enjoy it. But um, when they turn up, yes, they feel like, ah, he's back, she's back. But then there is also the, the wear and tear of that character, right? We see that. We see how they change with all the events, the new knowledge and all of this, right? So we see viewpoints and opinions that have kind of shifted slightly at times, right? But again, you're like, yeah, of course it would. You know, especially after happened and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? So it's just like, okay, okay, that's good. It's good. And then we see all of these events, right? So the fighting in Angland and just everything. So it's a lot of the stuff is stuff that was kind of inevitable from the previous books. Some stuff you're like, oh, huh, that's interesting that it's gone in that direction. But yeah, everything was... Um, Gripping, 
right? There was no point of the book where I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm bored. I'm bored of this, right? Or, okay, well, I mean, that wasn't as compelling as, you know. No, it, it's all there. It is all there. It's all very enjoyable. And you like to see these character arcs, right? Even with stuff like the long eye, right? Which is, it's one of those things that you're just like, ah, if someone can see the future, that means there's no surprises or things are just going to go in a certain way. But no, there are downsides to everything. And then there's things that aren't as clear. And so it works very well. And even though something is kind of seen, might not always go to plan, right? So we have all of this. Uh, there was a definitely some moments where you're like, oh, god damn, right? Good damn. Uh, definitely one situation when it came to um, a relationship that might not have been the bestest of ideas. <laughs> So that, that was interesting. That was interesting. Um, and it, we, we get to this point of the book, and you're like, fuck, man, <laughs> yo, a lot has gone down, but what does this mean? And then the end, what we get at the end was just like, oh, shit. Didn't expect that. Didn't expect that. And no, yeah, I can't believe that you, oh man, the end catches you. Because yeah, you just don't really see it coming. You know what I mean? Because you kind of think the way things have built, it looks like it's at a certain place. And then, yo, things really get turned on their head. They really get turned on their head with the end, man. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> people, I, I think you, if you've loved all the previous books, this ain't going to let you down. And trust me, I cannot wait for the trouble with peace. Book two, book two in um, the Age of Madness. So, yeah, very much looking forward to that one, people. Uh, I think we're going to wait, though. I think we're going to wait because the last Alex Veras book has just dropped. So I think that's going to be the next one. But yeah. A little hatred. It, it does not let you down. Which, oh man, that was so great. It was so great. Ah, it's good to be back in the universe. Okay, people, so we are drawing to a close on another episode, but before we do, let's take a look and see what's happening in the world of TV. Okay, so we know that, um, you know, Netflix are producing an Adam's Family um, spin-off kind of series on Wednesday obviously following Wednesday Adams, right? It's being um, directed by Tim Burton, and we now know that Danny Elfman 
will be coming on board to create the theme song and also score the whole series as a whole. So, um, yeah, that's pretty big, right? Pretty big. You know, and Elfo, yeah, he's very, very good at what he does. So, I'm looking forward to that. You know what I mean? Um, also, people, if you've been a fan of Yellow Jackets, now, so this is this is playing on now TV over here. So it's in my wish list. I haven't got to it yet, but I, you know, what I mean? I'm a fan of Melanie um, Linsky. So uh, you know, it's got also Chris, Christina Ricci, Town Townie Cypress. So obviously, I will be giving this a lot. So uh, yeah, uh, you will be pleased to know it is getting a second season showtime have to do yeah so uh that's pretty cool right pretty cool um obviously right there's, there's no word on when this will happen but everyone is expected to come back right so uh yeah people there is uh that now here's an interesting one right so a while back there was word that um you know fox was creating a tv show based around the goonies now they didn't end up picking that series up but it's not dead it isn't dead because it is now going over to um become a Disney Plus original series. So um, the idea of the show is this, right? Um, a, a, a teacher, right, um, and their students decide to recreate the Goonies shot the shot. Right, and it says their efforts soon are soon seen um, by the whole town, and um, everyone decides to get behind what they're doing. I mean, it sounds kind of cool. that might just be I've never been a fan, but I hate the goonies, man. I hate the goonies, but I hate a lot of the ages here. <laughs> right, I'm just not a fan, man. Oh, but um, yeah, it's being written by Sarah Watson, right? Um, yeah, no word on when it will be dropping, but yeah, it's coming across people. So if you were excited, then uh, yeah, you know, you can still be giddy about you know this future show coming. Um, also, people, CBS, they renewed a few of their shows, like uh, CSI Vegas, right? That's, um, that's, uh, yeah, that's been new, right? So, obviously, right? So, it came back. It was cancelled, and it came back, and, yeah, supposedly the revival is going strong, because it is now getting a second season. Which I don't know what that means in the whole 
lore and show what actual season this will be, but let's just say it's going to be simple. So, uh, there you go, people. There. Um, yeah, also, um, uh, the show La Ferreira, that's getting so that's getting a um, you know, another show, right? And um, yeah, also over at Viacom, why would it kill? That's getting a third season. So you know, if you're fans of all of those shows, that's a little something to look forward to, right? And talking about crime shows, right? Another popular one, Law and Order, right? So, um, yeah, that, that's being revived. <laughs> and one of the big, you know, people from the original, they're coming back, right? So, Jack McCoy, old Sam Waterstone is going to be reprising that character. Okay, so, um, yeah. It's supposedly continuing from where the previous season series finished, right? Which ran for 21 seasons. So a long last time, right? So yeah, it just means that you know we're just going to be back. Yeah, so uh, yeah, there you go, people. Go if you were a fan. Right, that's probably yeah, real great news for you. And the new season of Lauren Order will be here on the 24th of February 2022. Um, yes, yeah, some other things. So, Apple TV they are producing a documentary series called The Sound of 007. So yeah, I don't think that needs a rocket scientist to go, what could this be about? Right? So it's a show exploring the music of Doctor of James Bond. Doctor Bond. James Bond. Right? So you know the theme, the big theme songs and all of that. Going from all the way from Doctor No all the way to the present no time die. So they're saying it's going to be using interviews and archival material and all of that to create this thing. So, uh, yeah, people, if you're a fan of James Bond, then I'm sure this is going to tickle your fancy. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Yo. So Adam McKay, right? He um, is producing a new show for HBO Max because you know he's 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 uh, production company has a first look deal with Health HBO Max. It's a limited series, and it's about the race to develop a COVID nineteen vaccine. So. Yay! You know what I mean? It's just like, ugh, I don't care. But I don't know. Maybe. Hey, maybe it'll be good, right? Maybe it'll be good. So, you know, I've enjoyed some of the stuff McKay has done. 
right? So we will we'll wait. We will wait and see, right? No judgment. A little, but I'm gonna try and hold on. Okay, okay, people. Um, yeah. So, all right. So some other um, over on Crunchyroll, right? They have um, announced the the final episodes of Attack on Titan will be starting on the night of january so that's i don't know three four weeks away something like that right i feel i might be wrong <laughs> i might be i don't know <laughs> oh shit oh dear oh dear um another big thing right so we know we're getting this weird fresh prince of belair reboot reimagining thing right it's called belair right that's been talked about for the last few years well it's actually gonna be hitting on the 13th of february 2022 right and that is super bowl so yeah if you're if you've been waiting for that that's the day people that's the day now also right netflix they're doing a live action um last of the airbender series avatar um and yeah they've been filling out that cast right and uh, a few more people join right so elizabeth you she is coming on board to play a fire bending prodigy um and zuko's sister azula right i'm sure fans of the series well you know what i mean right maria Zhang will be playing um koshi right koshi warrior um suki right so she's the, the leader of the koshi warriors i believe right Uh-oh. um tamlin tomita is going to be um her mother uh yvonne chapman is going to be playing um her uh i don't know what it's been legendary warrior avatar koshi huh i don't know man this is confusing to me right and um casey camp is going to be um grand grand right the southern water tribe matriarch so people if that means anything to you then there you go now i have literally just started the cartoon series so um maybe at some point i'll understand what i just said but who fucked them (laughs) sometimes i never understand why i say people so yeah there you go um (laughs) oh my gosh um it it has um 
Oh gosh, what are we saying? What are we saying? Uh, okay, here we go. Right, so if you're a fan of Killing Eve, then you will be pleased to hear, well, pleased and maybe a little sad, right? Because the fourth season will be dropping on the 27th of February. But also, it is the last season. You know what I mean? It is the last season, so uh, yeah, it's a little bit of sweet, but hey, it's Apple TV. <laughs> um, well, Apple TV news, right? They have won a bidding war for Sugar, right? Which is a new detective um, TV series starring Colin Farrell, and um, it's about a uh, Los Angeles driver right, set in the current day. Now, there, there's not really any plot details or anything like that, but it is from Mark um, Protovich. Right, who will be executive producing along with Farrell, um, Simon Kinberg, Aubrey Chon, and uh, Scott Greenberg. Alright, so uh, yeah, there you go, people. There you go. Colin Farrell, he's kind of back, really. He disappeared for a little while, but he's back. Now, um, over on Disney Plus, they are creating a little sign sign, right? It's been called the Witchverse, right? And it's an animated anthology series, right? So they're saying each episode will comically explore and upend common misconceptions surrounding global witch mythology and more, right, from a range of cultures and perspectives around the world. So it is based on um, Babob, uh, a VR experience and animated short film called Baba Yaga, Baba Yaga, Baba Yaga, right? Um, Baba Yaga is a, I think it's a Russian witch, I believe that's, I think that's it, a Russian or German, one of the two, right, um, but yeah, it's a contemporary spin, so, you know, I, I think this could be kind of interesting, it's been written by Eric Darnell, um, who directed the original short, right, so he's also executive Peace. And let's end on this, people, because you know we had harder than fall, which was so fucking. If you haven't watched it, people, go watch it. We talked about it during our coverage of the Beer Fight on the Film Festival because it opened the show. You know what I mean? But Netflix, they've got a new Western coming. This one isn't a film, it's going to be a, a live action TV series and it is based on a comic book from David F. Walker who and he wrote a couple of Shaft comics which were 
um, and I do enjoy his writing. And it is called The Hated, right? So um, it's a kind of revisionist history, right? So it is post-Civil War, right? And in this situation, um, things, things went a lot differently, right? So, um, yeah, basically everything got split right so it's a it's female driven right and it, it follows the exploits of armadita three a gunslinging bounty hunter in a world where the civil war ended differently in a trice in a trice that divided a country into armadita specializes in crossing the border into the tracking down a vicious war criminals, which has made her a woman with a price on her head. Bum, bum, bum. So Michael Starberry is going to be um, yeah, he's going to be writing it and executive producing it along with Walter, Adrian Ashtari and Sean Followers. So uh, I'm gonna say that does sound interesting, people. So um, yeah, that's us done. We will be back um, next week. Not quite sure when the episode will be up, but um, it will be Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, something like that. But people, until then, get all that shopping done. Right, have fun and uh, yeah, look after yourself. All right, people, see you next time. Peace.